0: Welcome to the Strong Mamas Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Petro, and welcome to the show. This is the podcast for the mums and women who just want more. More for themselves, their children, their relationships, and their day-to-day lives. In this podcast, I will go deep, real, and raw on all things close to my heart and happening in my world drawing from my experience in this lifetime as a coach, a mentor, a mother, a musician and a creator. From solo chats to guest speakers covering an array of topics from fitness to nutrition, pregnancy to birth, parenting to relationships, self-development to spirituality plus so much more. I am willing to have the uncomfortable conversations to share what needs to be said, and I won't hold back on getting to the juice of each conversation so you walk away educated and inspired every single time. My mission is to raise myself up and inspire those around me to do the same so we can all live our most fully aligned and purposeful life. All right, are you ready? Let's get into it. Hello,
1: legends. Welcome back to the podcast with another little short and sweet solo episode today. This is a follow-on from my last solo episode, which if you haven't listened, I suggest that you do, but I'll give you a little summary so we know where we're picking up from. Uh, But I shared a story about my recent dental issues with my son Lucas and, um, you know, what happened when we tried to go to the dentist long story short, but he's had some decay and multiple teeth pop up all of a sudden and the normal awesome holistic dentist that we were going to, uh, really like really pushed to refer me to a pediatric specialist and actually suggest that we put Lucas under general anesthetic. So surgery to complete his feelings because of how anxious he can be at the dentist and compliance being the main issue, meaning basically he doesn't like to lay in the chair by himself. He has to be on my lap and it's a real whole process just to even get a, den- a general checkup, let alone have to lay there for some feelings and also, you know, needing more x-rays to determine, how far that these feelings are, like deep they are and all of those things. So basically I tried my best to continue going to this holistic dentist and really trying to you know, avoid having to go to, I guess, Western medicine, medical system, whatever you want to call it. Um, Because at the core and heart of who I am and my values, I am really all about root causes and holistic natural treatment where possible. However, this is not the first lesson I have had both with myself and my children, where you have to learn to drop the ego and actually just sit with what is the best choice for the current symptoms that are presenting or whatever the issue is that's happening. And if I were to drop the ego and drop any dogma or stories I have around how health should look in a certain aspect, what actually is the best choice? for me or my child or whatever is in front of me. And I shared a lot of this in my stories on Instagram the other day, and I had quite a lot of people in my DMs being like, oh, my God, yes, thank you so much for talking about this. I totally agree. Like, you know, medical's not that bad. You know, you've got to discern when you use it. You know, it's about finding the right person, like all of these things, which all really, really matter. So I ended up going and seeing this pediatric specialist who they obviously specialize in kids with high anxiety or trauma or anything where really, you know, I mean, I feel like being scared of the dentist is a very common thing, even for adults. So I'm glad that there's like specialists out there. Um, but I wasn't sure if they would have the same holistic view or like, you know, you're going somewhere new and having to trust and just not sure. And obviously Lucas being old enough to understand he didn't want to do surgery, but I had to sit there and be like, actually he's not old enough to make that decision. And long-term like What is actually less traumatic for him and what is the best choice for his teeth right now? And part of me is like, I cannot believe we're doing surgery for some fillings that can be, could be done in a chair and a standard consultation for a very reasonable price compared to the price for surgery, given the fact that also we, um, we want to go private because otherwise public there's an up to 18 month wait list depending on how bad the teeth are and you don't want to like just sit there and wait until they're really bad and hopefully they bump you up on the list. Um, and so even with private health insurance, you still got to pay quite a bit out of pocket for day surgery, and all the things. So like there's a part of it that's like I do not want to be going down this path, but I have to really sit and discern and go, well, like actually lay all the options out and go, well, where do the all the roads lead to? And it led to surgery. And even my beautiful friend Alex, who is in the trauma world, was like, actually, I think that for his mental health and well-being as well is the best choice. Like, you know, if he's already nervous or whatever, having a really peaceful, open conversation process, um, putting him under general anesthetic, doing what needs to be done, like getting all of the teeth looked at, fixed, with no pressure. Um, You know, the dentist can do what they need to do. We can protect his teeth, even though they are baby teeth, you still want to protect them and leave them in there as long as possible. Because if they fall out too early, then the other two teeth can move. And then when the adult teeth do try to come through, eventually, there's no room, then you've got overcrowding. And like, anyway, (laughs) let me tell you, I've exhausted every option of like, should I leave it? Should I do it? Like, what could we do? Blah, blah. Um, And I know so many of you can resonate where we're all about the root cause. We're all about the natural treatment where possible. However, there comes in a time and a place, whether it's for your kids or for yourself where you might need some medical treatment and it's okay. It doesn't say anything about who you are. It doesn't, Go against your values. It doesn't need to mean anything more than this is actually the best choice right now given what's happened, you know, whether that's needing to go on antibiotics for a certain infection you've tried everything natural under the sun or needing to um, have your son or daughter go for um, tonsil removal or something if they've got sleep apnea in their mouth breathing and that has a cascade of long-term health effects. Like there's so many possibilities of why you could need to actually drop the ego and go, I might actually need some, you know, Western or medical help here, even though that's not ideally or desirably where I'd like to go first. And I think we can apply this in so many ways. And this is what I'm really passionate about with health. I think we can get so stuck in like health is black or white. It's do this or don't do that. It's all this or, you know, don't do that. And this all or nothing thing. And I think actually it's not black or white. That's not healthy as well, being so like, desperate to be like the most natural organic holistic person in the world that sometimes is not possible and that's not actually true health it's being able to discern and being able to like look at all your options but also know when to drop the ego and to use modalities and professionals and medical help that is actually there for our benefits as well and sometimes we need them I also really wanted to add in here, I was actually really starting to beat myself up about like, well, how did the decay happen? Like, are we not eating healthy enough? Like, am I not making him brush his teeth enough or like that time he misses it or whatever it is. So talking to this specialist actually made me realize that I didn't have to beat myself up and there's an accumulation of things that can cause decay. And it is quite common and It doesn't matter sometimes. Like she was confident in the diet being as good as it needs to be. Um, She could tell by even just having quickly looking at his teeth and us talking about brushing and, you know, using all the things. And even the way she sort of asked me and said, "Um, I see you're not using a fluoride toothpaste. Are you open to using one? I said, well, I'm just under the impression that actually they don't need fluoride. And she's like, well, it depends on the um, texture of their teeth. If he genetically has quite chalky teeth, which I say, I I assume that he would, um, if there's there's decay like this and it's not like you live an unhealthy lifestyle and all of those things then um an actual research is showing that an, a certain amount of fluoride per, per day can help now i if i can offer you a toothpaste that's actually sls paraben free it's like an, a natural toothpaste with some added help um fluoride in it for kids and i was like yes okay sure like trusting in that um perhaps i have been thinking that we don't need fluoride and again i'm not open to this advice i trust that she was telling me is the truth and i loved that she was like I can see that you love holistic products but I actually think that based on his teeth and texture we actually do need some fluoride and there's some evidence to back that now I'm not going to go and look at the research and and debate it I'm just looking at my child's teeth and being like well okay we haven't been using a predominantly fluoride toothpaste um, toothpaste and maybe his teeth actually do need it and she didn't wrong me or and she understood that I you know wanted to be as low tox as possible so I took that advice she also said that decay can start like quite a bit back it starts at the bottom of the tooth and by the time it enters the top of the tooth and you can see a hole it looks like it's all of a sudden appeared but it's actually been there all along and we don't usually do um really close up x-rays for children unless there's a presented problem so it's it's okay that it's happened this way and you haven't done anything wrong um it explains why all of a sudden you know decays here when at the last checkup it wasn't it probably just wasn't detectable um but you haven't done anything wrong and so I really loved her explaining things she did quote a lot of evidence in it and I felt like she understood my values and was like well these are some solutions and, and possibilities that could be in line with your values but are also addressing what's happening here and again these are these are all fields and stuff that I'm still learning and I'm open to trying things and I'm opening I'm opening myself and I, at first I was kind of like no anti fluoride and then I was like actually I don't really know. She's a dentist and she's specializing in this. She even said her kids have had to have fillings. So I was like, well, okay, it can't be that bad then. And, you know, I just trusted. I just felt into my gut and I was like, actually, I don't need to go and see anything and to outsource this to anyone else if I can actually tune into my intuition and gut right now and go, what's the right choice? So I just really wanted to share that as well because I think we can beat ourselves up or be like, oh, what does this say about me if I actually change my mind on this when we don't need to? So... I really walked away from that appointment. The specialist was unreal. She was so beautiful, so um, engaged with Lucas and made him feel very comfortable. Um, She managed to look at his teeth, which was great. He was laying on my lap, um, hugging me with his head to the side, but he opened his mouth and she had a look and she's going to do everything else that she needs to do whilst he's under um, general anaesthetic. And we're booked in for a few weeks time. And I walked out of there actually feeling really empowered. I felt like she understood me. Um, She understood that I had tried to avoid this um, but we both agreed that this was the best decision given his traumatic experiences he's already had you know he's cut cut his foot when he was two and had to have emergency surgery he broke his arm when he was five had to have emergency surgery and they were both very traumatic there was with his foot a lot of we would see the nurse and then we had to go to a different hospital and every time they'd undo his bandage and it's like this raw massive cart that needs surgery and so you've got these tainted experiences in this nervous system about you know, professionals, people wearing the coats and the masks and the gloves and, you know, looking and inspecting his body. There's, there's actual evidence there that this has been an unpleasurable and unsafe experience for him over and over again. So, you know, he had his tongue tie and lip tie cut as a baby. And so there's imprints of certain medical officers and people looking at his body and it causing pain. So I can understand that and some other professionals maybe not know that about him or get it. And so this is where you draw the line of going, well, he's got some actual trauma here, maybe having a general anaesthetic, which I'm not an advocate for. I don't want to just go and knock my kid out on, on under such strong drugs. There is still obviously minimal risk there, but there is still risk there. It's still having to go into a hospital. It's still, you know, having to, like if any parent knows, like having to put your kid under general anaesthetic is the most, Traumatic thing for a parent, like you feel like your kids just like passed away in your arms, and you're like handing them over to a bunch of randoms and hoping that they wake up again. Like, I remember the first time it happened. Like, my husband and I had actually just sat and cried the whole time because we were like, "This is fucked." Like, I know he's only getting foot surgery, and I know there's actually some really sick kids in here, but like, that was so fucked, and I didn't actually prepare for that. So for me, the thought of doing that again, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do it. But I'm like, actually. It's the best decision for him right now. And so I sometimes I think we can get too caught up in like, oh, I'm holistic now and have this like identity wrapped in like, oh, I only do everything natural and holistic. And yet we um, are actually not honoring where we might need some Western medicine or, you know, the medical system to help us actually maintain optimum health. It doesn't have to always look a certain way. And also no one is going to disown you. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to use modalities in the way that you want to use practitioners in the way that you want it. It doesn't have to look a certain way to mean holistic health. And I'm really, really um, passionate about spreading this message because I think we can get so caught up in this all or nothing depending on what it is. And especially when we are trying to improve our health, we don't realize it's actually not healthy to be so dogmatic and to be so right and so certain that natural is the only way. Like you can, yes, have a more root cause approach to things. Yes, I totally get that big advocate for it. Maybe 80% of the time it does fix things. However, there may come a time in a place in your life, your children's life, where you might need to seek some medical expert or some Western medicine or whatever it is. Like it's okay for you to do that and it doesn't mean mean anything less about you or that you're not standing strong by your values it's actually just using beautiful discernment so i really really wanted to share that because i know it's a hot topic and i know it's where people can go wrong when they're trying to aim for optimum health and if you're loving this conversation I have an epic free masterclass and I'm offering called Whole Picture Health. So I just announced that on my stories the other day. It's on my website. So go to my uh, Instagram link in bio on my website. You'll see it there. It's absolutely free. Sign up for it because I'm actually going to share a, a whole bunch of what I think it actually means to be holistically healthy. And it's probably not what you think based on this conversation anyway. It's really just looking at the whole picture of the health, the, you know, the mental, physical, emotional, spiritual aspects of health and that's not just like what we eat and how we move and whether we have low-tox products or not or you know if we buy organic or not it's actually you know understanding our nervous system and our thoughts and our beliefs and our emotions and so many other things other than just the practicalities and sort of the external stuff as well so i really want to paint paint a picture of like the whole picture of health and what i really think based on your know, professional and personal experience what it actually means to be healthy and i think that can be done in a really like Sustainable, unique way, not this black or white. It's like find your unique shade of grey in what health means to you and your family. I should probably tell you the name if I didn't already, but it's called Whole Picture Health. It is a free masterclass. I'm running it live on the 21st of July at 10 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time, and the replay will be available if you miss it. So jump on my website or go through the link in my bio and Instagram, and I really, really hope to see you there. So another short and sweet beautiful episode if you loved this um the best thing you could do was rate rate and review the podcast whatever platform you're on just find the little five stars leave a little comment that would mean so much to me and it just means that this podcast gets some more exposure otherwise let me know in my dms and instagram if this really hit home for you or share this as well tag me um, and spread the word all right guys i will see you on the next episode